Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. video game podcasters are surrounded by the grim visage of sports <laughs> threatening to return and to kill us all in the process <laughs> uh i am uh one of your hosts uh editor at large for fanby.com john warren and with me are the regulars so let's introduce them first there is social editor nikki grayson hello that's a me wow uh there is guides editor dylan skiffington Hey there, hi. There is, of course, Editor-in-Chief Danielle Riando. I'm ready to be surrounded by sports. Thanks, Danielle. I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> They're going to attack soon. Uh, and we are, we are super honored, uh, humbled, and excited to have Natalie Wiener, uh, furloughed SB Nation staff writer. Uh, please, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And just FYI, it's Weiner. There's no way to really know. But. Okay, so here's, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. So, Natalie, I took two years of German in college, okay? And your name is definitely spelled like Weiner, right? right. So, yeah. it, and I know that. I know that instinctively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I'm going to mm-hmm. take the L on this and just say, yeah, I fucked this up. I fucked oh, But up. you know what? But, you totally have an excuse to because there are plenty of people with the last name who right. can pronounce it Wiener. So, right. it's like, it's just like this very common Jewish name that gets pronounced every kind of way. And yeah. you just can't know unless it's like you ask the person. Yeah. Because Anthony Wiener really ruined it for all he of us. He really, but, really, yeah. really screwed screwed it up yeah. for everyone it up. yeah anthony among Wiener. many other things that you screwed <laughs> I, up i was know, gonna but... say the only thing anthony weiner messed up is the pronunciation <laughs> of the name, it's just like it ruins all of our reputation also matthew weiner of mad men who turned out to be a loser even though he made a great show so it's like yeah. we all sort of it's just it's rough out here to have this last name but you know <laughs> Yeah. I think I think it's time that we quit uh, saying that people are canceled and just say turned out to be a loser. Um, yep. I think it's like yep. a much, much more evocative term. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, sports. I guess we're all moving to Tampa, huh? Right. Yeah. Oh, which is huge. Oh, you know what? It's huge for me. I'm so excited to move to Tampa Bay, Florida, so I can. Um, kind of retire early at the ripe young age of 24 and early. um and i guess uh be in charge of my wwe 24 7 championship i was about mm-hmm. to say do y'all do y'all realize how much more likely it is now that tom fucking brady is going to appear on wwe programming now it's it kind of makes sense with the arc of his uh he, he's a heel right so like oh, 100%. making a heel arc 
and officially yeah. making that a real thing by going on the WWE. It's just, it makes a certain perfect kind of sense. And I yeah. am from Touchdown Tommy's homeland. So, like, I get it. You know, it's just, yeah. It's what it is. I've been laughing about this for 18 hours. <laughs> it's so funny. I just can't get over the fact that the Patriots were forced to take trash in exchange. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I guess, a small benefit to anything good happening to Tom Brady or anything that Tom Brady wants happening to Tom yes. Brady. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, it's yeah. like, who am I more mad at, Tom Brady or the Patriots as an organization? <laughs> it's a really tough call. It's really you know? tough. But, um, but, yeah, it's something I, you know, now I have a lot of time to ponder this, you know? Mm. Like, who do I hate more? It's, yeah. It kind of changes day to day, but <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's a really interesting thing. Do we just hate the Patriots or did we just hate Tom Brady very much? I think I mean, or, I or hate both. or both. Yeah. yeah. What about both? Yeah, it's not like they traded uh, Robert Kraft to the to the Buccaneers. <laughs> right. God. Or Bill Belichick, right. number one like Trump fan. You know. Uh, yeah. I was rereading yeah. that letter he wrote to Trump the night before uh, the election, and I was just like, I uh, can't believe that actually happened. It was yeah. a real thing. He wrote a letter. He was like, I just love you so much. You know. And oh, I'm so you're happy my best friend. I love it. That's like that's what he wrote. It was like the most emotional and effusive Bill Belichick has been it's in his entire good. life. And it was like in this he's never had a Trump. feeling other than this. It's true. No, he hasn't. He doesn't give a shit about anything except for Donald Trump, apparently, which is so oh. it's and so winning allegedly. Whatever. Yeah, allegedly <laughs> winning. Um, how ups how upset are you all that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be actually very good this year? I'm very upset about this. Okay, so the sets are actually going to be good. That's my take. Uh, Go ahead. That's a good take. So the only um, my first NFL memory is when they won the Super Bowl. Right. Oh. So yeah. what, what, what year was that? That was like two. Yeah. I don't remember that. So I was like seven. Yeah. So I was under the impression that they were good and had always been good and then i and then i grew up and was like oh no 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 this is a poverty franchise they're very bad at most things and that was a fluke yeah. um so there's definitely a part of me that's like oh they'll get it's gonna be a return to form yeah. they're gonna john gruden's gonna come back john and they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna win the super bowl again um why don't you think they're gonna be good natalie I just, I don't know. With Mike Evans? Tom Brady Rock. is on, well, yes. I mean, certainly all the tools are there, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean that the whole thing comes together, yeah. you know? Yeah, The intangibles, fair. the team, you know? Mm. No, but I don't know. Like, Bruce Arians, is he really mm. good? <laughs> like, is <laughs> Bruce Arians has done in recent history, and it hasn't been particularly impressive, you know, as a well, resident of the <laughs> NFC West. Um, but like i don't know you know i i and also tom brady's been on the decline i happen to be in the tom yeah. brady as the system qb uh camp so damn yeah. that's uh, honestly that's fair i mean we're 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 gonna find out i guess right gotcha. i mean i think that's also are tom we Brady without julian know. edelman you know yeah. julian edelman yeah. has been like very crucial for him especially in these past few years because he loves those little dink and dunk passes yeah. you know where's yeah. the hot receiver he doesn't have enough white guys to throw to. 
That's yeah. the thing. I mean, I mean, like, I, I think Tom Brady now is on every phone call trying to get the Bills to give up Cole Beasley. <laughs> They're just like, please, God, please, please, please send Cole Beasley to Tampa. Yeah, man. You know, you know what he wants? He wants George Kittle. That whole yeah. my God. He yeah, like, he would love that out. guy. George Kittle. Yeah, he would. His aesthetic. But. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm very interested in in this season if it ever happens. I don't know. I, I guess it will. I mean, out of any league, I feel like the NFL would be the one to risk life and limb the most to uh, yeah. start it. I mean, they already that, do. So. Yeah. yeah. I also forgot that there's been so much news in the last couple of weeks. I forgot that the season's longer now. Yeah. Right. So that's a that's a wild thing. Yep. That's just gonna be longer. I don't pay attention to the other. They added a game, right? Oh, one game. Or they added a playoff round or they something. Added playoff. They, they added, added extra playoff games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the seventeen just... game season went through, but maybe I missed that. I don't know. The CBA negotiations were very complicated. So. Did the 17-game season go through? How many NFL games? I know they added the, uh, the thing. They changed the playoffs for sure. Or yeah, 18 they games, 17 games, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, NFL will soon be moving to a 17-game regular season. Wow. It's wow. fucked up. Wow. 17-game season and the playoff thing. That's wild. Wow. It's the 2021 season that they do. Oh, I see. Okay. This is a legit question. Is yes. this kind of a trend in several sports right now to make the season longer? And it is it like a, a film deal, like a like a TV deal thing? I wonder because F1 <laughs> is doing the same thing. Well, you know, supposedly F1 added two races to its calendar for this year, which you know isn't happening now. But <laughs> it feels like a a thing. It's definitely, it's like a more money thing for sure. Yeah. You know, and then you get to the NBA point and they're like, we have too many games. (laughs) Yeah, we have way too many games. And they're just kind of like, we need to actually, you know, because the billionaires are like, fuck yeah, we want more money, you know, more tickets sold, (laughs) more broadcasts, you know, but it gets to a point where it affects the quality. And I think like this, and especially with the NFL, because like, Everybody knows the last games of the regular season are a wash anyway. You know, they're, they're super they're messed right. up yeah. because, like, there are so many injured players and everybody's so tired, yeah. you know, and they're just going to make that worse. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I understand why they don't have a longer season, uh, that reason exactly. But, like, the NFL definitely feels like to me as someone who has, you know, tried watching a bunch of sports and tried to get into them and almost doesn't to get, like, accurate like to get the randomness of losses and stuff yeah yeah so some of some of that cut out but you're saying like the 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 length of the nfl season kind of loses the randomness is that what you're saying and, well it, it's almost it's too short for to, to get rid of all the randomness yeah i mean if it wasn't such a grueling sport i would agree with you but it's like the injuries are so bad yeah i mean yeah. they're so yeah. bad um i think so, the yeah. length they should get rid of the preseason Oh, yeah, that's yeah for sure. I, mean, um, I don't understand the preseason uh, in the NFL. I really don't. It's a I waste mean, of time yeah. for everyone. It's, um, it's abysmal. I just think, like, the length of the season, it's just, like, as long as it can get, you know, I think. Um, and also, like, that adds heft to the games, right? Like, I don't yeah. watch every NBA game. I don't watch every baseball game. Heaven knows. Right. I mean, oh I don't watch God. baseball anyway. But, like, right. there are so many games. Like, it's too many. So if they lose one, it's like, oh, whatever. You know, but if yeah. you lose a game in the NFL, like, 
that actually makes a difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was getting I was getting into I mean, this is this is a reason a lot of people do like baseball. I feel like there's the stat nerds and stuff like that. But it's like when I was trying to get into baseball after just being a football fan, you know, years and years ago, I was like I was like put off by the fact that, you know, a great team could be like a, a 55% win team. Like I'm, I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> wait, like what? Like <laughs> this team lost nine games in a row and is still considered the best in their division or something like that's That's like a weird, I just, I could never get over that. And I still don't really watch baseball that much, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's one of those dumb things. Um, should we talk about the WNBA? I think we yeah, should let's talk about do the WNBA. it. I don't know, Nikki. I think you might have some thoughts about this. Yeah, I it, I my 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 goal this year is to get f- deeper into the WNBA. Yeah, uh, if and when it ever yep. comes back. I went to two games last year, and I went to a, a playoff game last year, and I was like, oh fuck yeah! I remember why I used to come to these because um, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Uh, it's so the best <laughs> basketball players on the planet. Yeah. Um, so I, I decided to kind of lean in. Uh, and then it was one of the situations where I realized that the Liberty had the number one pick. And this is how I know that my, my getting into this league is going to be successful because this is what happened with me in Major League Soccer. I looked at the Liberty's logo and like a uh, branding situation and I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> and i was like there's no way they're gonna change this or fix this before uh they draft sabrina right and then they did and i was like oh great okay now i can be invested because they've decided to make the team look good how do you like the old liberty stuff like in kind of a kitschy way i don't know it, it think- is it is unbelievably 90s in a way that like i appreciate but it is so jarring considering the like the direction that the WNBA's like logo and yeah. stuff has moved in the last five years that okay. I was like, ah, oh, they just feel like the New England Revolution. It just like yeah. feels like a oh, child yeah. was assigned the task. <laughs> and they were like, okay, do, do a basketball thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm always like pro throwbacks and pro like, I don't know. I prefer all the old stuff to the new stuff, but maybe that's just because I'm a grandma or something. But yeah, vintage WNBA eBay. That's my oh, <laughs> that's, the spot. that's what I do. That's my hobby. <laughs> there's something about that, though, that I find really appealing as well. Like there's something I don't know why, but especially with baseball, and maybe it's because uh, A League of Their Own is like my favorite sports movie of all time. But like, there's something <laughs> sure. really warm and corny about like vintage sports branding yeah. that I I agree. Like, I just kind of love it. Like, to me, there's an association there with like corny but warm values, even right. Like for me, a lot of team sport because I'm primarily uh, like an MMA person uh in terms of what i watch and what i really really follow but i love watching team sports and for me it's like teamwork and drive (laughs) and intensity and all the like very corny speeches and great sports movies and you know kind of that sort of thing and it it all wraps up for me in a lot of that like slightly corny branding i'm like yeah that feels nice (laughs) and sometimes the quality is just better like the early WNBA jerseys they're all on champion you know and they're just they look cooler you know yeah yeah um and the ones now, it's like they have all the ads on them, and it's God, like, yeah. sure, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, just like, it's hard for me to really want to spend like a hundred bucks with for a thing with a bunch of ads on it. You know? Yeah, like, that's yeah. the wild thing. Like, I right after Serena got drafted, I was like, oh, I wonder how much the jerseys are. And then the NBA jerseys, if you buy a jersey, they don't have the ad patch on them. 
And it's right. so wild that the WNBA jerseys have the ads on them still. Yeah. Even well, though there's no absolutely no reason for that. Well, the reason for that is that that is the that's the deal that they struck with yeah. those brands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, um yeah, yeah, that's a huge bummer. I, I, you know what, Nikki, I never said this to you the other day, but I actually kind of prefer the old New York Liberty. Wow. Stuff All right, me. whatever, y'all. <laughs> Listen, I mean, like to me, to, to me, it's the exact uh, issue of the Memphis Grizzlies jerseys because, like, mm. Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies went to a much more like I guess you know professional looking thing that didn't have like you know a giant cartoon grizzly bear and was like bright teal but like whenever they wear those throwbacks i'm like oh wow yeah no that's way better it's um, like the point is not to look slick you know like that's not what sports uniform i mean sometimes they can be but it's also like corny is good I think. yeah <laughs> i think corny yeah. can be good in this context but it's also yeah, yeah. okay so sorry i'm looking now what's the new one what's the old one is the new one uh just the Lady Liberty hand, and is the old one like Lady Liberty's whole face and visage well, here? Well, and it's and it's just the the simple kind of like uh, Liberty just New York, late. right? Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like okay. without the orange and stuff, right? Yeah, that's the, that's yeah. They the got one. rid of orange out of the color palette. Yeah, because they well, yeah. I mean, can you blame them for wanting to distance themselves from the Knicks just slightly? <laughs> 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 Even a little. <laughs> um, maybe Spike will start going to Liberty games instead of uh, Knicks games. Um, but oh, it's because Joe Say owns them now, so maybe yeah. that's his, where his yeah. loyalties lie. Yeah, yeah. But why would his loyalties lie with James Dolan? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Good question. Um, is, is the... I've never... The only sporting event that I've seen inside of Barclays is uh, hockey. And that's not a, it's a, it's uh, a weird building for hockey. Is, is sure. Barclays a good building for basketball? I feel like it would be considering that's the way it was built and what it was built for. As a Brooklynite, mm -hmm. I've only been there for Golden Glove boxing, actually. I see. <laughs> One and only time I've been there. Sorry, I'm such a combat sports person. I, uh, I need to go to more things that aren't that. It was good for that. Okay. I've been to a few. I've been to a Liberty game there last year, and Nets games, and yeah, I I like it. I mean, it's just like it has the New York Arena problem in that everything is extremely expensive. But beyond sure, it's good. It's just like a beer is like twenty dollars or something. God, yeah. I feel like for hockey, it's more of a location thing than anything, because actually a lot of hockey places share arena basketball for some reason. I don't know why that is. Because they can just put that wood right on the ice. Yeah. yeah. It's easy. But, uh, yeah, no, Barclays has not, not been great for the Islanders. Yeah. I just, well, I mean, listen, as a person who went to, I think I went to five or six Islanders games when I went to Hofstra for that one year. And that <laughs> building, like, I felt like I could punch it and it would fall over. <laughs> so so I'm I'm happy that they got out of that building. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Um, that's fair. Natalie, can you uh, not to put you on the spot, but can you give us and our listeners just kind of an overall recap of like how this draft went and how it broke down? Sure. I mean, I think like if you've been paying any attention to women's basketball, like it was more or less as people expected, especially for the first few picks. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. thought Sabrina was going to go number one. I mean, you just yeah. knew. You yeah. Know? yeah. 
because she's just she's she would have gone Rodman. number one last year. You yeah, know, she had sure. decided she's to enter the draft. A ridiculous player. She's so good. Is <laughs> um, and like I think it's important to note because I saw some stupid people on ESPN not <laughs> getting this. Um, you know, ESPN terminally pissing me off. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they it, they did a little um, around the horn segment on Sabrina. You know, they had kind of they had everybody talk about her, and one of the guys was like. Oh, she has more triple doubles than any woman's basketball player, college basketball player ever. No, she has more triple doubles than any college basketball player ever, male or female, by a ratio of two to one. She has more than twice as many triple doubles as anybody else who has ever played college basketball. So let's just get that straight. So that's where she's at. Um, But yeah, so she went number one. First few picks, all very, you know, pretty predictable. I personally think Lauren Cox is overrated. We'll see how that plays out with the, with the Indiana Fever. She went number three. Kennedy Carter, I adore. She went to the Dream uh, number four. I think she's really underrated. I heard Cheryl Swoots, um, none other, you know, the legend, say yeah, that yeah. she thinks that Kennedy will be one of the best women's basketball players of all time. So, you know, casual. Yeah, casual. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, no big. Um, the big surprise was that uh, Kiki Harrigan from South Carolina went pretty high at number six. She wasn't even projected to be a first round pick. Um, and also the Lynx needed a guard or like a guard and she's a more of a forward. Um, and yeah, there were a couple other players in the first round who people kind of were surprised by. Also the Liberty kind of inexplicably keep getting more guards, despite the fact that they <laughs> uh, drafted Sabrina Unescu and already have a bunch yeah. of guards on their roster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they waived been. they waived their starting guard, right? right? Right like the day after the draft. Yeah. But they still have uh Asia Durr, who they drafted last year. They have Kia Nurse, who's more of a shooter, you know, so it's just kind of like, what are you and they got rid of Tina Charles, which was right. gonna happen. She wanted to leave, but she was their star big, you know, she was their veteran. Yeah. So now it's kind of like, what's gonna happen there? But yeah, I think most people are impressed with what the Liberty did during the draft, you know, they had a bajillion first round picks and also the wings. Um, yeah, but the wings... the wings, tell me about my Dallas wings, please. Why did they have so many picks? They had so many picks because they keep trading their stars away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> number one pick, it's a little bit of a fraught situation. Yeah. Um, they had a really good draft, but the organization is in a weird place. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have. Liz Cambage and Skylar Diggins both clamoring to leave a place that's in like a healthy spot. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like these are your two star players. And there was some news that broke actually like the first weekend of the pandemic that I had missed until like two weeks ago. Um, but basically the coach's old boss, Penny Toller of the Sparks is like suing the Sparks because Brian Agler, who was the, who's now the wings coach was like having inappropriate relationships with players and stuff oh my it's God. like crazy oh, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and they still have not like really addressed it and they didn't make him available to media at all before the draft they had the gm Wild. do all of the press um so the wings are just in kind of a strange place even though they had this good draft and so it's a little bit weird for me to see all these people being like yeah the wings won the draft and it's like yeah they drafted good players but the, like what yeah, is happening there <laughs> you know? yeah. like, it's like they've kind of habitually been you know getting good players and then unable to really do anything with them which makes me really sad because like they took Arike last year who i adore you know she's great she's a great player 
yeah, she had a great rookie year too, but it's just like, is the organization in a place to do anything with that? I was kind of looking at it actually. um, And one sort of low key winner out of the draft is I think Connecticut. Um, They Mm. didn't have a lot of picks, but um, because they did really well last year, but they got Kayla Charles super low. She was like the star of this Maryland team. And she's really, 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 really good. And UC Landrum, who was on the champion Baylor team last year, just great, great players who went super low. And I think, I don't know, I feel like they'll do well in the pros and they already have a super solid roster. Yeah. They beat my sparks. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How, how did Oregon get so good? Does yeah. anyone know? I mean, it was basically just that recruiting class. Like they took Kelly Graves, who used to be the coach at I want to say Gonzaga, but I could be wrong. Um, he was coaching in Washington, and he moved over to Oregon, and just he got this class with Ruthie Hubert, Satu, and Sabrina, and they basically together transformed the program. Yeah, he was at Gonzaga. Um, so it's just, I think, you know, it's a cool story um, and just sort of, but we're going to see more and more of these stories in women's right. basketball, right? Like South Carolina was kind of the one right before it. And, you know, for reasons, because Don Staley is a black woman, because most of their stars are black women players, yeah. Yeah. hasn't been quite as celebrated, unfortunately, because it's like Asia Wilson, also a singular talent, you know, mm-hmm. like, like yeah. Sabrina Unescu. Um, but yeah, so it's like, as the sport grows, as the pipeline becomes more and more established for top tier, uh, girls basketball talent to like go to different programs that aren't UConn, that aren't Notre Dame, that aren't Baylor, you know, it's like, we're going to see more programs like be like, Hey, we're contenders too, you know? So Oregon's just kind of the latest wave of that, but it is always awesome to watch, you know, a really incredible team. And it sucks that we weren't get to, we weren't able to see them in the final four. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. It sucks. That really sucks. Um, does this change the Liberty's fortunes in, in one season, do you think, Ian Eskew? Uh I would guess no. Again, sort of with the Wings thing, it's an organization in transition. Right. You know, they kind of are in a different – they're different in the sense that they just have new ownership, new coach, a lot of new players. You know, so it's kind of like how is that all going to fit together? It's hard to say. I mean, the talent is there for sure, but um, it's just – tricky to get all that stuff to kind of coalesce in such a short amount of time. And the WNBA season is so short if we do wind up having it, you know? Yeah. Um, But I mean, I hope they're good. You know, I hope they can capitalize on all this excitement and get people to actually come to Liberty games and stuff, especially now that they're back at Barclays, which is pretty centrally located. You know, I mean, it's not Madison square garden, but it's like, it's easy for people to access. So, yeah. Uh, last year you wrote a piece about this kind of being a tipping point for the WNBA with like marketing and, and their new TV deal and stuff like that. Uh, let's, uh, let's say that this pandemic wasn't happening. How do you think last season went and how do you, how do you think it bodes for, you know, if we get back to normal, do you think the WNBA has a, a puncher's chance to like actually break through because whenever i casually catch a wnba wnba game i'm like man this shit whips like this is great this is very good and the broadcasts are better than they used to be and i i would love this to work but do you think it's working so far 
I mean, I think last year is hard as a test case just because they needed to renegotiate the CBA. You know, they were yeah. still sort of in process of that. And now it's totally finalized. Um, and there is more money going to players. It's not everything, but it is something, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing a slightly better job, of course, like in my position, it's always easy to see like where they could be doing better, you know, like it just feels like, you know, the draft, for example, I think was a really missed opportunity considering that there are no other sports going on, you know, and they still tried to like fit it into this two hour window and didn't even announce half the picks, you know, and didn't keep it up at all. Restarted and, you know, it's just sort of like an example of the kind of mismanagement that has perpetually happened. But I do think there are more eyes on them. I do think at least they're saying that they care, which is a good place to start. But um, I don't know. There's there's a ways to go. Um, and I do think that the pandemic is unfortunately going to, there have been some good articles to this effect, but just sort of like it's going to have a disproportionate impact on women's sports because they're already in a place where they're fighting for survival, you know, yeah, and that's right. not fair, but that is the way it is. So. Yeah, it's killer not to be a downer but i the no, thing I, is the, the talent is there yeah. you know like the talent's never been better you know right. because yeah. more and more girls are playing basketball at younger and younger ages so it just means that there are going to be you know more really talented girls entering the league the problem now is like half most of the people drafted in the second third rounds won't make a roster you know because there just right. aren't enough spots there are like 12 teams with 12 spots each and some of them might even only have 11 just because of the new cap rules so you know and people play longer because the salaries are lower etc right 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 is it still Um, the case um this is this is a i am i am very interested in basketball but i'm just sort of starting to get into it is it still the case where a lot of pro players wnba players will still play you know overseas for yeah. a part of the year yeah, yeah. okay that's still the case yeah oh yeah no gotcha. and that's like a big question you know that was sort of looming around the cba negotiations right sure. like yeah. ideally they would not have to do that you know because it means they're yeah. playing basketball all year long it makes them more injury prone because they're you know fatigued yeah um and also like they're still making more overseas than they do here sure <laughs> which is why they do it you know so it's yeah. like it's it's a crazy thing like the WNBA the best league in the world like nobody's disputing that that's their side gig you know their real right. job is over in Russia right um so it's just like it's a and only when they're able to stop doing that that's when we'll be able to say like okay the WNBA is like a legit thing you know because yeah. no professional athlete should have to play in uh, two leagues yeah know, in two right. leagues yeah right. the nwsl is the same way like the yeah. the players are like the nwsl well maybe prior to maybe like a couple of years ago now that the women's champions league in like france and england exists but like the nwsl without a doubt was the best women's soccer league in the world but like every almost every single player that wasn't on the united states women's national team was playing other places for sure. most of the year so it just like there's a there's a huge disconnect there yeah yeah unbelievable yeah <laughs> it's like i mean it's hard not to be you know to feel like 
I don't know, nihilistic about all of it, but also like women will continue to play sports and it'll all continue to of happen. Course. It Hell might yeah. continue yeah. to be like a battle, but like the will is there, yeah. you know? So yeah. you just hope that soon, maybe someday people will like get it through their heads that like, this is not, <laughs> it's yeah. not inherently worse because women are doing it, you know, and we're still sort of right. dealing with that right. fundamental assumption at the core. And that's where the real hurdle is. So it's just sort of getting people to understand, like, just watch it, you know, it's yeah. fun. It's a sport. Like it's not, it's, sometimes it doesn't look like the NBA, but sometimes it does, you know? So yeah. it's like, yeah. I don't know. You just have to give it a shot. Well, and also it, the the it not looking like the NBA. I mean, like I, I've heard that, and I think I used to perpetuate that shit too. Like I think I used to say that as a teen and college student, that was just like, oh, it just doesn't look like the NBA. But it's like if you fundamentally appreciate aspects of basketball, it just looks different. And also, the shit that they do in the WNBA has a, 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 a through line of really impressive skill that like yeah. is astonishing to watch if you actually like basketball like it's it's yeah it doesn't look like the nba it looks like its own thing and i think that's like i don't know i've i've learned that that's an exciting thing in and of itself so yeah. i don't know i think people might win when and if it comes back and hopefully it's a win uh and hopefully yeah, it's yeah. soon i guess safely if it's, if it's possible so yeah fingers um crossed. yeah fingers crossed um hey did y'all watch the last dance <laughs> yes i did i don't know who this guy is <laughs> yeah so, never heard of him never heard so of Nikki, this guy Nikki is four years old. Dylan is five yeah. years old, and Danielle and I are both old enough to know who Michael Jordan is. Boomers, because um, we're boomers. Um, <laughs> what have we, What have we learned about Michael Jordan from these two episodes? Anything that we didn't already know? Good at basketball. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you didn't know he was good at basketball? No, no. I had I had absolutely no, no, no idea, idea that he was good oh, at basketball. Okay. Yeah. He was so kind of I learned that. No. Here's what I did legitimately learn. Um, everyone smoked all the time in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, I guess. Everyone, <laughs> like every single person was constantly smoking. Um, yeah. You could smoke inside, which is buck yeah. wild. Um, right. And- <laughs> now I feel old and I'm not even, I'm not that old, but like, anyway. <laughs> and then... Um, uh, uh, Phil Jackson looked really good when he was coaching the, the Bulls. Yeah. The, yeah. the beard situation was really good. That's what I learned. Yeah. yeah he was, I, he was, a, he was a slick looking oh, dude. He, he was. Yeah. I actually, I went, uh, I had dinner Bulls next to him once in Boston when he was. Wow. Yeah. One, two, I know. When, I mean, it was, was while, it was, was like during the 2008 season when I was going to a, a fair number of Celtics games for fun. And it wasn't there. It was at like a. Okay, so Boston has this hotel called the Liberty Hotel, which used mm-hmm. to be a prison. This is not a joke. It actually used what? to be a prison. They converted it to a luxury hotel with a nice restaurant. Uh, and also, if you have surgery at uh, uh, one of the main hospitals there, that's like their uh, home hotel because it's connected to the uh, uh, hospital. Anyway, that's, that's my yeah, story. Is, that is uh, unbelievably I learned a lot about Boston. Michael Jackson's childhood that I had no idea. Michael I, I always assumed. Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I need coffee. 
I need so much coffee. I actually like, yeah, I had a real point, but I'm giving up now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here. Uh, no, that was no, a bad what, was your, what was your real point? I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 no it's not. It's fine. Every, everyone did that. Everyone called him Michael Jackson. I know, for, but it's bad know, because, because, as we're saying about canceled, you know, Michael Jackson turned out to be a loser. Oh well. So you know. <laughs> And Michael Jordan is not <laughs> apparently, um, well, at least well, not, not. I mean, well, yeah, there's things. There's there things. Are things yeah. <laughs> there are things for sure. He was not a loser it'll, it'll in basketball. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 The whole thing no, about his. What did you learn? What did you learn about his childhood? Just the whole thing about his brother kind of pushing him, and and yeah. both parents being very super driven and being like, "No, you're going to do sports because you're going to learn about life." And also you're going to stay out of trouble. Yeah. And yeah, the thing about with, with him and Larry being like, okay, you just have to drive for every little piece, every little bit. That was like, okay, this makes sense that this person would be like an almost maniacal competitive sort of figure if you grew up with that. And that is right. normal. Like every day and normal, even as a child is driving for every tiny advantage. Then yeah, kind of makes sense. He grew up the way he did. Yeah. That flyers yeah. anecdote was, lol <laughs> like, yeah. like he didn't even know what pliers were i was yeah. like, back in the house yeah. like, all right yeah. so good was like, it was just that made me laugh i don't know it's but yeah no i i don't know i was not a huge basketball fan at that point in my life because i was like you know seven eight i don't know right during the that yeah year yeah. um so like I knew who they were, but I didn't really know anything about the team. So it was definitely yeah. enlightening for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I remember a lot from that era. Not really some of the details, which I'll talk about in a second. But like, yeah. I mean, it is remarkable to talk about a team that won six championships in eight years. Um, yeah. That's you know, that's like 1950s Boston Celtics shit. You know, so like yeah. that's. Yeah. You know. Yeah, before basketball was basketball. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and yeah, no. To to your point, completely. I mean, it's like the the parody in the game in the '90s was was way 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 higher um, than really you know any other era prior. So it's like that was really impressive. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like I I feel like everyone who paid attention to Michael Jordan knew he was this kind of like weird um, gambling robot. And like, you know, he was like, I don't know, is angry all the time. And I didn't learn a lot, I guess, yet. Um, aside from the fact that like, I, d I definitely didn't pay attention to like contracts in the 90s and like yeah. learning about learning about Scottie Pippen's oh, deal yeah. that he signed in 91. I was like, oh my God. Um, a seven year deal is just an insane for, like, thing. Million. Right. Yeah. For 18 million. Yeah. Like million. Yeah. But yeah. Like, yeah. where was the play the players union on that one? Kind of just was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely didn't sit particularly well. That Jordan was just like, oh, you just got to play the game to win. Like, don't care about your contract. No, it's like you're like ten times what this man makes. If you're number two. To <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Right. He's getting the most lucrative uh, endorsement deals like in history up to yeah. this point, and this is like, don't worry about it, just play. And I'm like, okay, dude, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I think the shoes, you know. Right. 
question that Scotty Pippen came off as the most like as the hero of the, yeah. of the yeah. first two episodes, you know. Yeah. He's like yeah. the undersung legend, you know, which I think is fair. And Jerry Krause came off as the villain, you know, which is God. a little sad because he's dead, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it was about ten minutes into a segment about Jerry Krause that I was like, okay, where's this talking head? And then I was like, Oh yeah, he's dead, huh? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Oops. Yeah, he can't really defend himself on this shit, huh? Yeah. I yeah. know he can't. That's, As someone who didn't know rough. any of that, um, I definitely was just like, is this man alive? Like, yeah. after the first episode, be like, oh, nope, he's no, This he's makes dead. a lot more sense now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. And, I mean, it de definitely does feel like a documentary that was decided to be released when he watched the Cleveland Cavaliers championship, which is <laughs> the context of Michael Jordan agreeing to release the footage. So um what a petty dude, huh? She's so yeah. good. It's just like, how are you so insecure when you are literally like one of the greatest athletes of all time? I just, I can't, and I understand this is the human condition, but sometimes right. it still just boggles the mind, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's probably he's mad all... that he can't play anymore. I, I imagine that's what it is that yeah. he's like genuinely has this frustration every day, every second of his life. Cause I'm sure uh, that competitive instinct that made him insanely good, you know, along with things like luck and talent and, you know, everything else that goes into making somebody that good. He probably feels like constipated all the time, like absolutely right. constipated. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. That's a, that's a fair point. I think like, I don't know. I, you know, I write about music too. And I love like talking to older musicians, like the guys who have yeah. like made it in their like seventies and eighties and stuff. And they all still play, you know, cause they're yeah. like, yeah, this is what I do. You know, like, this is the thing I know how to do. And this is the thing, you know, this is my purpose. You know, they're like, why would I ever stop? Why would I ever retire? So yeah, I'm sure as an athlete, it's like, you know, you just, you get to a point where you can't, you know, in the same way anymore. And yeah, I'm sure that's disappointing. Yeah. I will say, but one but thing still, I definitely yeah. <laughs> one thing I definitely did learn is that just my sense of time is completely wrong. <laughs> I'm like, Nikki, I'm I'm sure you could like like agree to me at some point. I know I'm a little. I grew up obviously knowing the names Michael Jordan and uh -huh. Kobe and LeBron, but like okay, three different eras. But keep yeah, going. Exactly. No, it's fine. They were all the same. Like oh, I, I see. know that gotcha. Jordan Jordan basically retired when I was seven. Yeah. Like Jordan, but in the same realm as the people that I actually associate with me being a kid. Yeah, and my sense of time is completely wrong. <laughs> like even I even looked at Kobe. Kobe was yeah. like seven or eight years into his career by the time I was like, like old enough to realize who, he, <laughs> and then I'm actually more of a like age. Like I think I was yeah. like ten when the. LeBron star and God, Kobe and Jordan are completely different, Jesus. which is weird. Okay. Yeah. But someone being 10 years old when LeBron starts playing basketball is like, <laughs> I need to actually hang up the call and go, uh, <laughs> and go like power wash my deck or something. Yeah. Uh, are you right? Because I've been made. Wait, yeah, what? his first year was 2003. Yep. Yeah. So I was, I was a college freshman. I remember watching his debut game in an R basement. Yeah where we had like a rec room and someone turned on uh, his, his very first game. And uh, yeah, LeBron fucking rules. 
Um, yeah, good basketball player. Good basketball player. <laughs> this is what we're saying here. Yeah. Listen, a lot of people, a lot of podcasts won't admit this, but we're here to say it right now. LeBron James is a good basketball player. Hot take. You heard it here first, folks. No one's ever been brave enough. I opened. I've opened a basketball reference. Oh, go ahead. No, just like the fact that there is actually an industry of people who make millions of dollars saying no, LeBron is not that good. <laughs> you yeah. know, like that, the fact that that's a job that will keep people yeah. employed is just to sit there and be like, no, 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 he's yeah, overrated. Skip, skip Skip Bayless bought an apartment in New York with that with that money. <laughs> like, so. Also, the guy who runs Barstool. I just I went oh. to his, I have him blocked, but like sure. yeah. I yes, I went because I was like. Is he one of those like coronavirus truther people? Because he oh. was at the beginning of the pandemic, and like I was, I wanted to see if he had said anything inflammatory recently, which I didn't see, thankfully. But um, that's good. But I did see a lot of LeBron hatred, like pegged to this documentary. He's like, LeBron is bad. It's like, okay, well, if Dave Portnoy says it, you know, it's absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> It's a great metric for knowing, like, wow, I'm on the right side of history here. Yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. He's my goat, but you know. Yeah, same. That's the. I think that's the that's the thing that like is, and I I guess this is kind of like the the part of the conversation I kind of wanted to have. I don't know. I think it's really hard, right, to like determine, at least for basketball specifically, that everyone is like the goat is Michael Jordan, but I didn't see Michael Jordan play. And I have also right. seen LeBron James play yeah. and just kind of from looking at LeBron James's career, I guess it's like, re like it has to be recency bias that I think that LeBron James is the best player in the history of the NBA. But then also like, I didn't see Michael Jordan play. So I guess I don't know, mm -hmm. but all the people who were alive during both eras all say that Michael Jordan was better. So I guess I, are they right or am well, I right? Well, here, well, here's here's at least one argument I think to your point that LeBron might be better is because I think this documentary, whether Michael Jordan meant to do this or not with this footage, I mean, he seems to be reverent toward toward Scottie Pippen in ways. He also seems to hold dumb grudges uh, about Scottie Pippen, but he also yeah. he, he also said nice things about Scottie Pippen. Like Scottie Pippen was probably the second best player of the NBA for like many years. Yeah. Like which which I think people don't really think about a lot. Like you you might say like Patrick Ewing or Hakeem Olajuwon or like sure. even Charles Barkley during that time. Like there there are a lot of or Carl Malone. They're like options in that then in that era. But like you don't really know because Scottie Pippen played with the 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 best, right? But like he was a Scottie Pippen was probably as close to a transcendent talent as, as like anyone else in the league, but he also played next to a God basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and then like, you know, when LeBron, I mean, he, he went to Miami to play with someone who was already established individually by himself as someone who was one of the best players of the league in Dwayne Wade. And so like that, that kind of bias is more like, like Pippen was installed into MJ's team, right? And so we never really got to see what Pippen was like without Jordan. Whereas LeBron went to a team with a player that was probably as good, relatively speaking, as Scottie Pippen. And but it's so much more noticeable because he was like, I'm gonna go play with this good player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Everybody's LeBron also always... went... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was also going to say LeBron James went to the finals with a man named Eric Snow on his team he once. Did. <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, everybody who likes Michael Jordan is always going to have the six rings thing, right? right. You know, that's, that's always going to be the counter because at this point, LeBron, you know, barring something insane happening, he's just not going to win as many titles. Right. But, like, he does have a lot of stats categories over Mike, if I'm not mistaken. You know, like, he, he has numbers. You know, it's just not that number. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah. I also wonder, like, how is um because like 90s to 2000s to now like a lot of other sports parity has like gone so even if jordan's points per game aren't exactly the same or, or better um it could just be that as yeah the whole i mean jordan was a better shooter i, I think overall but like I don't know. We're going to get into dumb. I can't believe we stumbled yeah, into this I'm conversation. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I wanted to avoid it, but it's like, yeah, I, I, I definitely think like in, in 20 years when LeBron releases his documentary, it, it's going to be more, it's going to be more about like the schools that he had, he's opened and like right. the good that he's done and yeah. stuff like that. And in in a way, in a way, and this is this is where my like this is the most boomer energy thing I'm gonna fucking say. Okay. There's, okay. There's sorry, people. sorry, 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 sorry. I'm putting a seatbelt on. Yeah, putting okay. yeah. one second. Okay, yeah, I'm strapped in, I'm ready. There's almost <laughs> something refreshing about Michael Jordan releasing a thing that was basically just like, I'm really, really good. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like I, I mean, like it's it's not surprising, but it's like LeBron James is probably not going to do that. He's probably not going to release this big thing that was like, "I was very good, thank you," and like talk about it for ten hours. I just don't think he's going to do that. And that's you know, to LeBron's credit, I think for not being so scummy, but like also there's something very funny about michael jordan just being like yes please release the tape of me being good there is none on the internet of me being good. people have to know like i don't know it's just very funny to me it is funny i don't know um, i love lebron know? so much so yeah i just yeah. love that i love that guy i love as basketballreference.com says i love l train l train <laughs> That's one of his here here are LeBron James's nicknames according to basketballreference.com. Please, yeah. King James, LBJ, Chosen One, Braun Braun, the Little Emperor, the Akron oh. Hammer, and L Train. Where did the little emperor come <laughs> from? <laughs> Was he given that in like sixth grade or something? Unclear. That? The little we need to understand the etymology of the literal little emperor because that is confusing. <laughs> yeah, that's not like not John little. Stockton's he's like never been little, and he's right. not poor. So why would he be an emperor? Why would he be an emperor? It's unclear. That's very strange. I I don't. I'm. I, can we talk about how LBJ was ever for him? I think that's yeah. really funny to me. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Like, the SEO of of trying to replace a president is very funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, no, we got to get out there. If, if, well, here, let me Google. Let me go into incognito mode. And Google LBJ. Yeah, mm -hmm. get in there. Get in there right now. Okay, Lyndon it's Baines still the Jones president. Is still the number one. Yeah, still okay. the president. He didn't. He didn't get all that SEO juice. Well, yeah. When LeBron opens his library, 
um, he'll uh, <laughs> when he becomes president. Yeah, he'll NBA. he'll take over. Yeah, I would vote for LeBron for president. I think. Yeah, Damn, thanks. That's huge. Yeah. Did you know that Ken? This is unrelated. I didn't realize that Ken Griffey Jr. ran for president once. Uh, Ken who? Sorry. As a Ken Griffey Jr. ran for president <laughs> once as a goof, and then they started asking him real questions. I learned this from an SB Nation video. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. What, what platform did he run under? Um, he was good at baseball. Ah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the baseball. <laughs> uh any other part uh parting thoughts for the last dance anything it's, it's just i don't a know good documentary like sure. it's, it obviously uh has a pretty steady hand uh you know there i i'm watching a lot of sports documentaries lately i have just just fallen completely into something called uh sunderland till i die which is yes. a british football documentary about this like this team that's really doing poorly and it goes so 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 in depth like not just with the players actually more with fans than players in some regards and management teams and budgeting and marketing and like everything that goes into making this professional team and like <laughs> this is the most opposite of that that you can imagine like the, the Sunderland documentary is is like so so um like warm in, in its presentation of fans and so like clinical in its presentation of like the game and the numbers and the and the sort of like you know the mechanics of 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 football versus this is like the most highlight package gorgeous beautifully produced like incredible music incredible graphics everything about it is so glossy uh and that like as as a person who likes basketball but certainly doesn't have you know, basketball brain and like, yeah. you know, was watching at the time. I was a kid in the nineties. I was like, I was, I guess seven in 1991. So I, I kind of was watching a lot of this in the background, not, you know, I was a new England gal, so it was the Celtics, but I certainly was aware of everything going on with the bulls. This is like delicious retro candy for me and nostalgic for me in the way that I think uh, it's supposed to be probably for its target audience. It's just like a weird contrast between two very well made, very good sports documentaries that are doing opposite things. Yeah, I, I wish every sport had documentaries yes. like this, just to yes. like, as, as someone who was not cognizant of like what the hell was happening at that time. I'm, yeah, like it's it's just like catch you up on exactly how good these people were and how that all yeah. happened. I have no, I have no clue. I really, I could not tell you the '90s basketball. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But now, kind of can, you know, would yeah. be good for people to have context. I I know, think the, I think the quality wavers, but I mean, NFL did start an entire you know segment of its business with NFL films to basically yeah. do exactly that, and I think it's you know taken a downturn. Obviously, like Roger Goodell's like specific flavor of what he wants the league to show is just like yeah. you know changed like quite a bit. Um, I feel like, but um, they used to do a very good job of that. And I wish nice. more. I wish more leagues were. I don't know, investing more in that stuff. Yeah. Speaking of the NFL, uh, the the draft starts tomorrow. Hooray. I can't believe we're being robbed of the of the players getting on a boat and then get <laughs> going from a, a just a fucking where the where they're sitting on a boat all the way up to Roger. I cannot believe we're being robbed of this. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely want to see Joe Burrow just like uh, hijack a boat, you know? Yeah, <laughs> these sweet drifts. Too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, Natalie, how are your Seahawks going to do in the draft? Do you think? Do you think we're going to try to replace uh, Clowney? Well, it does seem like they will definitely prioritize the defense. Yeah. Um, that would be the logical thing to do. That mm-hmm. said, the Seahawks have historically not necessarily done the logical thing yeah. in the draft <laughs> past. Um, Seahawks brand in the draft, John Schneider, he loves to trade out of the first round. They have not made a first round pick in the past eight years. Um, and That's he wild. loves to take running backs early. To much to the chagrin of everyone yeah. in Seahawks uh-huh. Twitter, which is heavily aligned with football analytics Twitter, yeah. <laughs> which hates <laughs> running backs. So, yeah, it, it just they do things specifically, seemingly specifically to infuriate all of Seahawks fandom. But, you know, somehow it kind of works out. But I think, like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm sure it will be goofy. It seems like a running back will go, you know, stupidly high because that's just what they love to do. I kind of am here for the chaos, you know, especially because yeah. we probably won't have a season this season, you know, yeah. or if we do, it might be weird. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, drafting a defensive person would be would be great. I But like I said, I'm not optimistic that they will do the logical thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Are there any other uh, kind of storylines in the draft you're looking forward to? I mean, it, it seems pretty straightforward this year. I don't know. I mean, besides the tech aspect, I think we're right. just in for a night <laughs> of chaos just based on, you know, the fact that apparently, like, John Schneider, for example, is, like, <laughs> ripping out walls in his house to install more TVs or something crazy, <laughs> you know? Like, there's just all these weird anecdotes, and maybe it's just, like, posturing, you know? They're like, I have better tech than you, so I'm going to get better players or something. I don't know. It's just, it seems like it's going to be very goofy, but probably in a way that is entertaining and memorable, which the draft isn't necessarily always. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's usually pretty boring. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the ownership of my team, the Dallas Cowboys, try to use uh, technology and not look like, I don't know, um, your FaceTiming racist great great uncle or something like that. Um <laughs> Yeah, they tried. Jerry Jones tried to do like a Zoom call uh, the other day. Uh, the only reason I saw this is because like I follow some radio guy in Dallas that was reposting it because I don't I don't give a shit. That's what a Jerry mistake. Jones does. Yeah, it is a mistake. Um, but it's like it was like him and Stephen Jones's son and Mike McCarthy who just all look like melting candles and like <laughs> I don't know them all trying to use uh, Zoom to like have a. Uh, press conference was I don't know the saddest thing I've ever seen um, but yeah the draft should be interesting uh, what has happened I know <laughs> it's, like, it's hard to keep track I know it's 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 wild I yeah the the dude that got ran out of Green Bay for not being good enough to keep winning with Aaron Rodgers is now the Dallas Cowboys head coach so I'm very excited about that barf um <laughs> <laughs> uh nikki are you gonna get back into the nfl this year you used to be into it yeah i'm out i think i'm still out. out okay that's yeah good. i think i'm still out i've had um, one foot out ever since uh greg hardy was in the league like i've had i've yeah. had like a foot out since then um i've been out since the patriots took my heart out of my body ah yeah um 
correct. Been in that boat so, too. So yeah, <laughs> when yeah, I I think that was the same Super Bowl. That was the same Super Bowl because I for some reason this was before I was also a Seahawks fan because I was able to pick because we didn't have a team here uh, <laughs> in the city of Los Angeles. So I picked and then I picked the Seahawks for some reason. Um, uh, that was the same Super Sorry. Bowl where we, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that was the same Super Bowl when they had that Coke commercial where the kid got the text that just said, you're sad. And then it was a sad face. And I was like, ah, this is the best Super Bowl ever. We're going to win this Super Bowl. And I got this bad Coca-Cola commercial. Um, and then they didn't give Marsh on the ball. So, um, oh, yeah, I think I'm still out on there. football. We're going to go there. Super, look, it was the right call. Um, But yeah, no, Seahawks fandom, mostly traumatizing. It's mostly pain. Yeah. Yeah. What I I will tell you is that you said you live somewhere where you could just choose. Yeah. But alternatively, you could still live in Connecticut and just play NBA or NFL. What was it? 2K5, John? Yeah. 2K5. And then get drafted by the Ravens and then become yeah. a Ravens fan and then realize yeah. how bad the Ravens are and then pick the seat and just cry. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Ravens are actually okay now, finally. They're good Can now. Believe it? Yeah, except Lamar Jackson apparently, like, cordially <sighs> tweeting with Trump. Like, what's going on here? Uh, yeah. I, I Can't miss... we have anything? Like, what's no. going yeah. on? That was really funny. I was, like, reading, I was, like, writing a little news blurb about Lamar Jackson being on the cover of Madden 20 uh, yesterday. And I I missed that. I just missed that. And then I was like, oh, word? What are you yeah. doing? That's no. so upsetting. <laughs> Lamar is so good, I thought. I and now... Oh. It turns out he's a loser. <laughs> really <laughs> depressing. You know who isn't, though? Yeah. My king, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Icon, legend. Icon, legend, man who used to dress poorly and then got married to a woman who was like, <laughs> not anymore. Uh, husband to Sierra. I mean, that yeah. alone yeah. is like an <laughs> iconic status to, to hold. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's great. He's been doing some great corny quarantine content. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and Sierra together. It's been It's been good. Quarantine. Is he maybe? Is he the cor- <laughs> is 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 Russell Wilson the corniest player in the NFL? Possibly, mm. but like honestly, he's self aware about it at this oh, point, sure. and yeah. I think he kind of always has been, which weirdly reduces the corniness, or at least makes it more yeah. palatable. You know, like yeah. other players are more corny without realizing it, and Russell's just like, you know what, this is my brand, and this I'm going to do yeah. it. It worked yeah. for me. I bagged Sierra, so you know I oh, should yeah. work for the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's super easy. <laughs> In one easy step, be corny, get Sierra. It's perfect. I mean, yeah. you know, the multi-millionaire football player part probably didn't hurt, but you know, the corniness <laughs> was certainly part of it. You know. Yeah. But, but, uh, uh, all right. Any any parting shots for anyone about the NFL draft or anything else going on in sports? I mean, we talked about Tampa. The, um, the Bundesliga is coming back. This is this is a small thing. The Bundesliga is coming back. Oh, which wow. is buck wild. Huh. Um, so why is that, we'll why see is how it, that goes. Why is the buck wild that's coming Because back? the world is still actively ending. Oh. So then to be like, we're going to play soccer in Germany now oh. is wild. <laughs> yeah, but, they don't, but they don't touch the ball with their hands. They're fine. Oh, fuck. You're right. They didn't <laughs> yeah. even think about that. <laughs> you didn't even think about it that way, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's on me. Never yeah. mind. It's the only place the germs live, dude. Um, yeah, that's weird. Uh, what is their reasoning that they need money? 
Um, no, they're just going to play it behind closed doors. Ah, okay. Because to get back to some sense suits? of normalcy. What about okay. hazmat soccer? Okay. But then they would, the, all of the players would pass out to death. Mm. I mean, yeah, but what that would be all... the challenge, right? Make everything oh. half as long, right? Like, okay. hey, I had to do a lot of physical activity in a hazmat suit last night. I'm yeah. sure people could do soccer. Could you play, could you play 40 minutes of soccer in a hazmat suit, Daniel? I could if I had proper hydration, yes. Okay. All right. Good I believe I, mean, I, was like, I love I love sports science. What? You know? <laughs> no, they need to play in those giant uh balloons that you like climb inside of. I don't hate this idea. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> This was the conversa- This was the exact conversation that uh, Nickelodeon executives had in 1994, right before <laughs> they came up with Guts. I mean, and Guts was great, so you know. Yeah, it worked. Oh, we can't go a single fucking episode of the show without talking about Guts, huh? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's the best. It's it was fine. the first sport. It was the first. Ch- it was the first child sport. It was the like. first sport for kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do, 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 do you have it? Um, Guts. well, I, I think we should wrap up then. I mean, yeah. we've, we've sports. <laughs> we, we did sports. a sports. I think we've, we did. Yeah. We've been, in, <laughs> we've been in the middle of sports. Um, as, as much as is socially allowed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this, we're all in different rooms in different States. And yeah. Oh no, John, open your closet, bud. Oh, no! <laughs> I can't believe you've been coughing on all my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Natalie Weiner, thank you so much for joining us. Where where can we find you on the internet? Where can we where can we look um, you up? Well, I mean, I'm on Twitter way too much, as is yeah. probably obvious to most people. My handle is just my name. It's Natalie Weiner. Um, and yeah, I post most of the things I write there. I have like links to stuff and whatever. Recently, I mean, most of my stuff has been at SB Nation. Going forward, it will be everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you know, just that's probably the best place to start. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Yeah, of yeah. Course. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for being here, especially on our uh, very semi-experimental podcast. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, every podcast is like experimental. Yeah, experimental. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Natalie also wrote a a piece uh, that I read most of this morning uh, about Bonnie Raitt's "Nick of Time" album. That is. Oh, nice. Uh, I, that piece was like very special to me. It was just literally, I was like, I need an excuse to talk to Bonnie Raitt before I die or heaven forbid she dies, you know? So yeah. I need good. to make this happen. You got to shoot your shot. My dad had this album in the car uh, for like a decade. And so I, I, I fell in love with it there. So it was a good, good read. Um, uh, Dylan, where can we find you online? Uh, on Twitter at Skippington underscore. I can't believe that underscore. We gotta talk to Jack about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We gotta we gotta we gotta go fight Skiff. We, we need to get we need to we'll pry it away from him. Danielle, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Danielle R I. Uh Nikki, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Godsua, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. 
you can find me at floppy adult you can also find uh fanbyte at fanbyte media um i'm gonna go through the spiel although i think we're gonna start recording actual promos to actually put in here instead of doing mm-hmm. the whole spiel because it usually takes way too long okay you can find <laughs> uh fanbyte on instagram and tiktok at fanbyte you can also uh check out fanbyte.com slash podcast to see all of our podcasts uh we have three feeds we have the fanfight feed which you're listening to right now it's got sports Channel. it's got fanfight it's got fan uh fanfight vcr which is a great yeah. new show that colette and lb do uh, about old uh usually unnecessarily violent wrestling matches but it's very good <laughs> Um, you can also check out the Fanbyte FM feed, which is a lot of new stuff and also uh, just kind of experimental conversational stuff. Uh, East Coast Office Hours is a great show that Danielle and Merritt do, which is a lot of fun. Uh, it's a good way to wind down your week. Uh, let's see. There's also Fan Width, the official Fan uh, Byte podcast feed, uh, which has uh, Fan Width on it. There's a really good episode that went up yesterday. Uh, I laughed a lot. Uh, Steven also, um, God, was just on their game with mm-hmm. uh, yes, uh, like in, insanely brutal one-liners against that Rich. fucking craft dinner joke. I, I saw it coming really from a mile away, and I was so mad. It was really good. Uh, so definitely check that out. Um, gosh, what else? Oh yeah, we we recorded an episode of You Love to See It, our movie podcast last week. Uh, and uh about advent children and it's one of our most popular podcasts that we've ever done because uh god turns out that movie is way more popular than i than i imagined it was um god it sucks i don't know why i don't know i don't know why either that movie is bad Um, yeah it's pretty bad um i think that's it uh you can check out oh oh no (laughs) Oh, no, we broke John. John is broken. Check, you can also check out twitch.tv slash fanbyte. We stream there uh, often. Uh, gosh. That's that's, that's the spiel. That's, that's, that's it. Um, it. I'm going to say, hey, Dylan, why don't you send us out this week? <laughs> send us out? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, well, thanks for watching Sports Middle, guys. Uh, and everyone else. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dylan. Uh, All right. Bye. 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 Bye.